And yeah, we're back again this week. Hello guys, welcome to another episode of Communicado Official. As of right now, the transfer window just closed about 10 minutes ago and we're expecting a big announcement for one of the teams at 11.15pm or 11.15pm UK time. And I don't know. And I think, yeah, it's 11.15, so we're expecting an announcement. And I think it's time to party for Arsenal at this point now. So... Congratulations, Arsenal. But yeah, everyone, welcome to another episode of Comicard Official. Transfer window is over. We just had one of the most mesmerizing football weeks ever in my lifetime. I'm sure most people can say the same as well too. But yeah, uh, we just want to continue to thank you guys for um, all the things you've been doing continuously, um, engaging with our platforms, engaging with everything that has to do with us. And we are coming more with more content. We're coming with more content. So keep listening, keep trying, and keep commenting. Keep li- just let's keep moving the content as we move and all of that. And yeah, today we have four guests. Uh, as usual, Faye is back in the building this week. I'm sure he's ready to party at this point right now. Static, good to be back. Then we have Bolu for a long time, no see, because. He's been angry. I was waiting for party. I was waiting for party to come. Don't worry. He timed his return at the right time. Then we are in therapy today. So we have to bring another person who was quite broken this weekend from his matches and is one of our partner podcasts. And like one of the, he runs the Lunch Tracker podcast. He's been on this podcast a long time ago. We've been speaking a lot. And yeah, uh, so. Damien, welcome back to the show. Thank you for coming yeah. on the show this week. Nice to be here. Nice to be here. So, uh, just a quick round of let's just see as uh, anything happened. Yep, he's been announced. He's officially announced. Okay. No Thomas, no party. Come on, they can do better. <laughs> so so boring. <laughs> Come so on. Boring. They expected better, to be honest. They're always flopping announcements. But anyways, yeah, so congratulations us now. They got one of their prime targets. And yeah, I guess we'll start from Arsenal, honestly, this week. So uh, you guys um, won the game against Sheffield United. So uh, I'll leave the floor to you and Bolu. Like, what did you think of your game this week? Um, honestly, I was... The first half was, was boring. Mm-hmm. Second half picked up, and I was finally excited that Ateta played a bombing through the middle. I went to Pepe on the right and William on the left. Mm-hmm. That like it just because a bombing on the left, if he's not getting service, he really doesn't offer us much more. It's his goals that we need. So him playing up front just enables that, and he creates space for the others also. And I was also impressed with like they. Play, I, I think we played. His 3-4-3 ball, Saka was drifting in and playing as the third midfielder. And he excelled in that role. And this one that we didn't sign another midfielder. I'm expecting that the other young talents like Saka and Emil Smith will be expected to step up the season to uh, provide those creative juices into the team right now. But yeah, I would say it's been a good week, a good weekend to be an Arsenal fan. Yeah, honestly, going into the weekend, it was very, very frustrating because the news of our deal breaking down came out on Saturday morning. I was so frustrated. 
out and like every other Arsenal fan was so frustrated. It looked like it was we we're going to go through another season without backing because it's obvious that Arteta is doing his thing at the moment. Like he seems to be a really, really good appointment at the moment. And all we needed was for our board to at least show some ambition and backing, but it looked like it wasn't going to happen at the time. So the result of the weekend was going to be very, very, very crucial because it could have caused a complete meltdown in the Arsenal fan base. And talking about the game itself, like Oli said, the first half was terrible. Probably the worst football we played since West Ham. Very, very boring, sideways, backwards, no chances created. The only chance we had was from a 35-yard shot from Aubameyang. Like, it was terrible, but... Once Pepe came in, and that's the Pepe I want to see every week. Just direct run at them. I don't want to see William on the left again, on the right again. I want to see Aubameyang on the left again. But all things said, um, we were still in dire need of midfield signings. And obviously, like I just said, Arsenal have just signed Thomas Partey, which he's a world-class midfielder in my opinion, brings a lot to our midfield. But it's not just him that we need. We should have got a while as well. So I believe in the next window we should be in for a creative midfielder as well. Yeah. So now speaking of party, now party just signed for you guys. Um, from my own opinion, I've always been. Everyone can see that me. I've always been party. In party's hive from time, bro. Like I've always wanted him in my team. Sadly, but we're very incompetent. So. Um, I applaud Arsenal for pulling off the signing, and in the manner they pulled it off, I can't even lie to you. I love it so much. Absolutely it's perfect. El- it's elite shithousery, in my own opinion, perfect. because the whole point of signing in um La Liga is that you cannot the release clause is paid to La Liga and not the club. So the club have absolutely no idea that you've even paid the release clause by that time. So all that happened was that the La Liga informed them. That oh, like Pate has been released from his contract and his contract terminated. So here's your money. So they had no idea. Simeone made his plans and everything. But in terms of tactically, this is gonna this pushes Arsenal towards top four in my opinion. We're not gonna speak about um predictions. We're gonna save that for the next episode. But like for my own opinion, I think tactically it brings in uh, an outstanding player in my own opinion, and. Uh, for you guys, for you Arsenal fans, what do you think Partey brings to your t- to the table? Um, there's a lot of Arsenal fans who have said since it was in 2005 that we haven't replaced Patrick Vieira. And I think this is the closest we have come to doing that, in my own opinion. like He's not just a sitting DM. Like I said last week, he's one of the best ball-dribbling midfielders in the, in, in the entire Europe. So he brings a lot to the table in terms of what he can do. He can win the ball back. He can sit. He can he's a ball carrier. He can progress the ball, and he has a bit of a pass on him as well because you see him dropping those defense splitting passes not regularly but once or twice. So he brings a lot, a lot of things that we're missing to the Arsenal midfield. And like I said, just pushes up to that top four position. Like I would you say, solidifies our spot but makes us a clear contender for top four in my opinion. Yeah. Well, how do you, what about yours? Yeah, definitely. Like I was saying, the addition of Pate now brings like the right to our midfield. Because instead of the whole double pivot in the 3-4-3 system we've been playing, now we can 
use the uh, we can use the two. We can switch it to a three-way party set. We can use it where he plays as an eight, which now just adds variety to Arteta's system because Arteta is all about flexibility. And from his games, he would like this addition of a player who can play in different roles, mm-hmm. who has different characteristics, and it's good at winning the ball. He's good at progressing the ball, which is what Arsenal is trying to do right now: be a good compact team, but also player from the back. So party fits well into what Arteta wants. And as a top four, I definitely feel now we strengthen the cause to get to top four. Because if you look at rivals, because now it's more like a top 10, not even top eight, with Everton strengthening. Mm-hmm. West Ham looks like they might maybe give something disturbance. Leicester was strengthening. Tottenham had a good window. So it's one of those ones where Arsenal needed to make a statement saying that, look, we can see all of you doing your work. We're also here. We want to make top four. And Ateta, as a young manager, we are here to back him. So I feel it's a good, it's a statement of confidence in Ateta going forward that, look, you are a man and get us Champions League. Yeah. Damien, what do you think of the signing of party for them? Yeah, um, first and foremost, I'm really happy for Arsenal fans. Like, normally, Arsenal before, whenever they are, you know, tagged with a really top player, we all know it's ending in tears. They never really sign their top targets. Well, it seems lately they've been, you know, they've been signing theirs and yeah, I'm happy for them. Uh, Thomas Partey, um, to be honest, I've not really watched that much of him. But the few games I've watched, uh, you, you can see he's, uh, he's very strong. I think that's one thing that's now they lack in their midfield. Shaka uh, tries to be that type of midfielder, but you can see he hasn't really lived up to the hype when he came. So, yeah, uh, he brings something different to that team. Uh, although, if, if I'm going to be honest, like, Pate started playing regularly for Atletico Madrid, like, two seasons ago. It's in 19th season. That's when he like was fully integrated to the team. Mm-hmm. So um, I just want last night fan not to just you know have high hopes for him because this is an Arsenal team that's struggling. Like Pate is not going to come in and you know do everything himself. So his first season might not be might not be the greatest, but uh, yeah, hopefully in the next two or three seasons, you know, he can be a really 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 top player. Do you guys disagree with that? Hundred percent. You agree? You disagree with it? Hundred percent. Why? Why do you disagree with him? Arsenal is not much of a struggling team at this moment. Like, um, I don't know how to explain it, but the view of Arsenal is they're struggling this and that, blah blah blah. But Arsenal is generally become tilting towards becoming a very very balanced team. On paper, if you look at it, like our front three, Bamiyang, Lacazette, Bamiyang, Pepe, William, very balanced front three. All we needed, all we needed to stake our claim for a top three was a creative midfielder this season. We've got Gabriel. He looks like he's still like the biggest bargain of the window so far. He's played three games, won three man of the match awards. He's solid. He's transformed our defense, in my opinion. Look at Kieran Tierney. No more said Colossal. And Bellerin looks like a completely different player. Leno, look, Leno is a world-class keeper, in my opinion. And Ateta is a quality manager. So I wouldn't say Arsenal is struggling. I wouldn't. I don't expect us to have a mediocre season. And if we do have a mediocre season, it's not something I would accept. Because this squad is not bad. It's not bad. It's good enough for us to actually challenge for top four. And, have a, and you know, with the signing of Partey, have a... I don't know how, like, we should be getting top four with the sign of party. That's just what I'm trying to say. Not struggling, in my opinion. Okay. 
All right, uh, on to the next game. Uh, I'm going to go straight into the Liverpool game, first of all. Uh, that was a bit, like, mad. Indescribable. Indes- it, like, was, it, it was shocking. It was shocking. Very shocking. <laughs> not one, not two, but seven. <laughs> like, six European titles plus one. That's what they did to you guys. <laughs> It's mad still. Because I still don't think it has been deep properly like seven two. Two against Aston Villa. Seven against Aston Villa. Seven two. That's crazy. I don't know what happened. I don't even know. First of all, if you watch Sky Sports, you hear Jamie Carragher talking about Liverpool's high line, how they're they're not very good with it that like in the highland, the players are not ready to rub up when the body's bit right top, they just stand, blah blah blah. But watching the game, it just looked messy all over the place. Like Aston Villa's goals weren't all that. The first goal was a mistake, so deflection, couple deflections. Adrian is the worst goalkeeper I've seen in the history of the Premier League. There's it's just it's not good enough. And it makes you think like is the season more open than we actually thought it was going to be? Like are Liverpool going to run away with the title like they did last season. 70 is not a small thing. 70 is, they lost 2 1. That's understandable. But 7 2. 7. 7. Arsenal haven't considered 7 since Man United. Personally, I think that, that Liverpool game was a one off. Because you look at it, everything that could go wrong went wrong. Mm-hmm. When a, a player puts his body on the line, it's a deflection in. We all know Adrian is it's a terrible goalkeeper. So, Demir refuses to accept that, yeah. That Adrian is a, I, I think after this, you should accept that he's a terrible goalkeeper. Uh, well, I don't know. I'll, I'll give my own opinion. Yeah, and like everything that went wrong, like that could possibly go wrong, went wrong. Because at first I was saying, oh, maybe it's fatigue, but you cannot blame fatigue or a high or coming off a title winning season for considering seven goals against Aston Villa. So I personally think it's a one off and probably it's a wake up call for Liverpool also. Because this past week, yes, they beat Arsenal and then they lost in penalties. But the Arsenal game was closer than we thought. And even the penalties when they also lost. So I think this might just be a wake-up call for Liverpool that look better get serious if you want to try and get this title again. Yeah, yeah. I actually, I agree with that. Like, that game was definitely a one-off. Like, I'm not really bothered about the scoreline, to be honest. Like, the way we played was, like, so terrible. Normally, when you see Liverpool team... The key in Liverpool's team is pressing in the midfield. The three midfielders we played that day just didn't want to do that. Keita, Fabinho, and um, Wijnaldum, none of them wanted to press. So it was really easy. Like, if you look at Aston Villa goals, all they just needed was, like, one or two passes, and they are behind our defence. You know, one long ball from Minx to Grealish, and that's its goal. And also, to Grealish, that's where it was. All yeah. Like, the way the back line was just, like, you guys, they could just go through a back line was quite like where's that defense that where's that resolute defense we used to see from Liverpool we don't see it anymore yeah it's quite scary it was from the midfield like our midfield this season have not been the greatest because like if you watch that game Grealish had a 1v1 against Trent so many times and like that's not that's not something that happens regularly at least when when a winger is facing Trent there's always a midfielder there you know helping him so it turns to a 2v1 so Jordan yeah, like, Henderson. Yeah, either Jordan Henderson or maybe one out of the ball. Like nobody was just doing that. So just so easy for them. 
And also, luck was not on our side. Three of the three of their seven goals were deflections. And then Adrian made a mistake. Like Adrian's mistake, to be honest, it happened in the what fourth or third minutes. But we could still we could still have won the game. So I I don't blame Adrian for that loss. A lot of Liverpool fans wanted to like cause that guy's head yesterday after the game. But for me, I'm like, this guy made a mistake in the third minute. We still had about it's seven minutes to play. Why didn't we like pick up or something? But like, yes, yeah, it's, it's a one-off. It's not something rival fans are gonna see every day. That's for but sure. Did you see the seventh goal? The seventh goal. That was the. He shouldn't be beating. He positioned on the seventh goal. He didn't try to make himself big. He just came out and stood, not even in the middle. Just he left. I don't know how he did it, but he left his near post open and his far post open. I don't know how possible that is, but that's what he did. I, I don't understand. But you know, before that seventh goal, he made under one v one save against I think Watkins. So, like, Adrian is not yeah. the best goalkeeper in the world. Obviously, he's not the best top 20 or anything. But if you watch the game against us now, the the um, Carabao Cup, he saved us now. It's the reason why we went out penalties. I don't know if you guys watched it. He yeah, had yeah. one massive save yeah, against holding, holding. holding. Yeah, exactly. So, he has his days and he also has his days when he's shit. But I don't believe it was the reason why we lost yesterday's game. Like... Yes, oh, nobody, really nobody was. I think no, no one was ready for that game. Like Aston Villa wanted it more than us. That, that's what I feel. So Aston Villa wanted it more than you. So I just have to the question: Does that raise question marks for you? No, it doesn't. To be honest. Now the, the reason what the moments I'll start, or rather the moment it's, it's raise question mark for me is if maybe we play like this against Everton. And then on our next game, maybe like next three games, we still play like this. Then I'll be like, oh, okay, something is wrong. But it's just it's just one game. They, they scored they, they scored seven goals, but they still get three points. So no, it's but not, it's not really there's a, a, a humiliating thing, and I'm I'm sure Liverpool will come out from this. It's just like they have great mentalities in that dressing room to get beyond this period and like think about it and just move be move like move away from the result more or less. And the best way is to respond to the Messi side derby against the most informed team in the league at this exactly. point. So yeah, but like I still have questions over that defense. No, obviously, no. The thing is, this is how we started last season. We we started playing this high line, but throughout the course of the season, club changed it. You know, made it more like compact and everything. So I feel that is what they're going to do for Everton game because we can't play this nonsense high line against Everton. It's not going to work. James is going to have a few days giving Cavalloon balls, so he should better not try it. So, um, but like I said, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really bothered about that loss. I feel it's something they can work on. Like, this is Liverpool, man. Like, it happens. People people get beaten. It happens. Mm. So, we just have to move on from it and, you know, play better next time. Yeah. Also, on to the next Merseyside team. Everton look like something. So happens when you pass the manager. They look, they look, they look like they're about to. They look like a genuine European team that could, they could generally make Europe this time. And that's the thing. The, the Premier League is improving in my own eyes because now there are ten teams challenging for six places. They're almost, yeah. Yeah, ten teams for six. Yeah. Ten teams for six in that in that in that space. And I just they just keep on moving. They just keep on like, for Everton, I like. I can wake up to watch Everton at 5.30 a.m. Because I'm sure I will get something out of it. They play football. And like now, 
they were able to even do some changes this last week, bringing on Tom Davis and um, bringing on... Got- Ben huh? as well. They just got they just Ben, got ben today and uh, in, in the deadline, which is a which is an outstanding good signing for like the defense and everything, an extra man in the defense. They also but like the signing of Hamish, Dokore, and Allen is just fantastic. And you know one thing, the fact that they play only one game a week is actually fantastic. Oh yeah. With no Europe for them or anything, they're gonna be focused on getting to into I'm sure their aim right now in the dressing room will become beyond this top four. But I feel realistically, they should make sure they enter top six this year. No, I think they're real, that 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 they know that it's been realistic. They're going to get top seven. Top, top like their top aim six. is Europe. Yeah, top yeah, six. Their, aim, their aim should be Europe. Yeah. Because that midfield, my lord, that's that's, that's a very good match. They all complement each other very well. I you know some someone said is that Ancelotti just went back to simple football, bringing in the right midfielders that combine with each other. A good ball-winning midfielder in um, what do you call it? Alan, who can also be a box-to-box midfielder as well too. Dokori is a powerhouse. I don't know how people would never sign Dokori, but Dokori is a powerhouse. They now brought in Hammers. Hammers has come into the league and everyone will say that, oh, because it's a Premier League, how does he want to play in Saturday? <laughs> no, 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 no. I hate, the pre- I hate, I hate, I hate Premier League pundits so much. Rainy nights in Stoke. Do you guys do this guys know Hamas is South American, comes from Colombia? Bro, he was born with football in his hands. He was born with football. <laughs> when we talk about talk of rugged football, do you know the leagues these guys are coming from? You're not talking, oh, he's coming to Premier League. Premier League that what? That's the thing. That's why for me, pundits these days, like they they say I take their word with like absolutely just the pinch of salt is even very small. It's even very small to say. For me, the thing we ever seen is I want to see their game against Liverpool. So. Yep. They faced okay opposition, but that their defense and that their keeper. Jordan Pickford. As much as I attacked Adrian just now, you see that Pickford. Pickford is on Kepa's level. Like, did, did did you see what he did when he caught the ball and let it go? Like so, like I want to see their game against Liverpool. I want to see okay. That's England's number one. You know? Play your game. So if they play well again, maybe let's say they lose, but if they play well, I'm like, this guy can be a threat. But if they get destroyed by Liverpool and then they go on a poor run of games, then I'm like, yeah, this was just, you started well, you had easier mm-hmm. position to play and you could just beat people that you're better than. It's that simple. Yeah, I, I think... Feel, I feel we will see the real Everton after they lose a game. How they react after yeah, How they game. react to it, yes. I think that that's when we'll see how, like, who the real Everton is, what they can actually achieve. But... Obviously, top six. They should be getting top six. Anything outside top six is a failure for them because hmm. they they have the players already. So, and they have the anything outside top well. six is. A, I mean, we have to also give credit to Carlo, man. Carlo will come in. Then my gunman Dominic Calvert Lewin. I kept on shouting. I remember at the time I kept on shouting that Dominic Calvert Lewin seems like a genuine. He, he looks like a striker, but I was called that 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 guy is just probably an athlete. <laughs> I think he's an Ancelotti striker. Fact. Like, um, like I don't want to go too far to disrespect a legend, but like people Zaghi kind of player. Like, and it's what I was telling you the other time about him saying three hundred goals, two hundred and ten with one touch. How many goals has Calvert Lewin scored with more than one touch this season? I think all his goals have been with one touch, mm-hmm. if I'm not mistaken. So yeah. he's just working on his positioning to be his in the right. His positioning, his finishing. It's just like just like Aubameyang when he was in Dortmund, and he has the pace to get in behind players. 
he seems to be smarter now because yeah. under Ronald Kuman, he wanted the ball to feed, wanted to take players on this and that. What do you mean? Even that Barcelona coach, current Barcelona coach, Ronald Kuman. He played he played Dominic Abelun as a right wing back. Exactly. So he, 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 well, he didn't do him any favors, but he wasn't mm. as smart as he is right now. Mm-hmm. So Ancelotti has probably seen him in training, see what he can do. He's seen that he's a gunman, he can finish. All he needed to work on was his positioning, you know. And, yeah, and, and his hold up play is getting a bit better. And you know what? He's also someone, he works with uh, Duncan Ferguson. Duncan Ferguson was like a striker like him, very, very really good. He has a good leap, like. I can't lie to you. Like he seems he, very, very complete. He seems very, very complete. But I still, there's still some work he needs to do with the ball at his feet. Yeah, he still needs yeah. to do. But generally, even just speaking of that, Cavaloon, I think he's improving. I think he's going to be among top five strikers at the end of the league, at the end of like the season. But, yeah. but can you also say he's just a product of the system, is it? Because at the point this Everton midfield, maybe there are going to be a few games where they're going to struggle. Can he like take the game by the screws? Because that's what that's what differentiates an elite striker from any other striker. In the no, world. let me tell you something. One thing I know is that whenever if people are struggling, they usually go to what I call cross and is this cross and it's just they just go back to normalcy and be like, cross you know, just cross at the shower. Let's try it. Let's see what happens. And they have Dom. Dom has good lip. Dom is good in the air, and they, they have, have a Dini. good. They have Dini as a good. It good crosser you have the likes of so even sometimes he's also very very agile he can move it he, he he knows how to fight for a ball yeah he knows how to fight for a ball too so when push comes to shove i think i always count on Dublin Cavalier to score a goal a game because there's always a chance that once Crawford play one point like that or even a simple cross he's likely to score he just seems like a young striker who is hungry for goals. Yeah, exactly. He wants, goals. he wants to score goals. Yeah. Exactly. For, for me, the, the, the thing I have, or the thing that worries me about Cavalo in his consistency. Yep. Because, like, mid, or rather, the, before the end of 2019, he was oh. on fire. Beginning of 2020, he was on fire as well. But, like, before the season ended, he just dipped. So now the problem is, can he do it for 50 games a season or maybe like, or let's say 40 since they're not playing Europe? Yeah. Can he do it for like 40 plus games a season this year? I don't know. We'll only wait and see. But uh, if he can, then yeah, he's going to be a top striker. Yeah. But I just feel for me, just consistency that may be his problem. Do you rate him? I, I rate him, obviously. I rate him, but uh, not that much, to be honest. <laughs> Yeah, I think you know there are players that that play well based on hype. Yeah. You know, when everything is going good, everything is going good. But when they just maybe lose confidence a little bit, is it's very hard for them to pick it up again. So judging based on last season, his last season form, I don't rate him that highly. But if he can, you know, if he can go all the way this season, then yeah, he's gonna be right. a top striker. Okay. Then yeah, um, going on to another team, Leeds United and City. If you watch that game, that game was back and forth and very, very entertaining. It was like it was like pure Sunday league football and all these kind of things. And it keeps me questioning one thing. Leeds United, do they have a chance of even breaking to that? Do they have a chance to be like Sheffield United this season? Leeds is staying. Leeds. No, we know. Leeds and Aston Villa are staying. I know yeah. that one for sure. Where's Bruma Fulham? They should just start getting ready to go back. I don't know who the 13 will be, but those two should start. Especially that Fulham. 
<laughs> but now leads under BS because I think when I really noticed because you used to talk about BS but I never yeah. it was up until when Arsenal faced them in the FA Cup mm-hmm. last season I was like wow this team they actually play nice football they are good to watch they and played it, us off the park in that first half uh, that's that's going to be a team that stays I don't know if they can pull off the shape they, it's possible but then with the Premier League I, I, I really can't say if they can pull off a Sheffield. I think I think a lot of things contributed to Sheffield's thing, like how bad Arsenal were, how bad Spurs were. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of inconsistency around the league. I mean, top six, the normal top, top six teams. But right now, I think they have a lot more to overcome than what Sheffield did. So I don't mm-hmm. see it happening. Oh, yeah. But my own problem with Leeds is that they always burn out. BSL yeah. teams, you see their pressing, you see their... Um, situation even against a good city team, like City should have scored like two or three in that first half. But City in the second half, like Leeds came out and were like giving it back and forth. And that's like it's like it's like Guardiola and his mental playing against each other was so good to watch and all of that. But it was quite messy in all situations. But like in the whole grand scheme of things, is that Leeds United genuinely have good aspirations for the season and. I see them qualify. I see them just staying in the Premier League at this first season and like giving a lot of people trouble. One thing I've noticed is with the press, I'm like, all these teams are like pressing. I really want to see how it goes as the season progresses because it was a short break. There are a lot of games that are packed. I don't think teams, like teams that can start, they might, they might be pressing in hounds. They might be like really aggressive about it. But as the season goes by and there's risk of injury, I feel it to slow down. The teams are still pressed. Burn out. They not be as aggressive as you're seeing it right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think it's shorter than the other ones. Games are so packed. They, were, they didn't have the rest that usually they normally get like, what, three, four months of break. They go barely two months. So that kind of thing, I want to see how that plays out also. Yeah, I, I see them staying in the Premier League, but top 10 would be very difficult. You know, like... You know, like we, if we watch that City game, after like 70 or 80 minutes, they were already done. Like mm-hmm. they were tired. They're just like hoping that okay, maybe City will just City will take their chances. So and I feel they like had good chances. Like Bamford, Bamford yeah, exactly. is and, and nothing is the quality. They, they don't. Really, I don't think they have the quality that that can take them through a 38 game Premier League season. But they have good coaching. Coaching will take you far. See, coaching is one thing, but then quality. The coach won't go on the yeah. pitch and score the goals. You Bam. see, like, someone like Bamford, if you give Bamford's chances to maybe another top player, that, that game would have been done. Yep. So you get... So, <laughs> qual- qual- the lack of quality also show on the team. Yeah. But I feel maybe... I see them bottom 10, maybe like 11th, 12th. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so yeah. Well, what about City again? Those guys seem like... Oh, well, they have injuries. They do have a lot of injuries. I feel they haven't put their best team up yet. So now um, Pep is just trying to get the players back in shape yeah. and just manage what he has right now. But then I feel this Premier League is very open. It's going to be very... I Maybe Leo might still win, but it's, going to be, it's not going to be as easy as last year. I, I don't think so. Hmm. Yeah, I, to me, I don't see any team getting up to... 95 90. points. No. Nine, maybe 90, maybe 90 on the dots, but 
anything more than nights will be very difficult. Like this yeah. is mm-hmm. this league, this is may end. Maybe the, the winner might finish with like eighty something points. Yeah, which is like a lot of firepower in the Premier League this season. Exactly. Like nothing is really really sure this season, which is quite good for us, honestly, because as in terms of entertainment, it's quite nice. And I think it just kind of removes the last season. But there's also a situation is that why they like many people are just conceding goals too much. Penalties like, as well. Many people are just conceding goals too much as well. Too. Penalties have always been the situation of um VR and of that. Yeah. But it's just getting it's just getting like it's so messy here. It's so messy this like, year. Like th- this season, there has not been any new new draw so far. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone is scoring goals. Everyone is scoring goals. But yeah, speaking of large of goals scored in a game, Manchester United won. Tottenham Hotspur six. You know how confused I was watching that match because I was like, okay, should I support Tottenham now? Once it goes to like five one, I was like, sports all the way. <laughs> Why will you get to five was... one? Let me tell you, when I saw that game. The fact we now scored a penalty first minute, I was like, okay, this could be a good ride. Then I saw this ex-convict. <laughs> I saw this ex-convict pulling up my captain. <laughs> Bro, this man should be in wherever he is. Is this Cyprus that they locked him down? Chris, <laughs> Chris he needs to go back to Mykonos and be locked down because he. I, why is he behaving like a? Then I just, I just want, I just did. I think for me as a United fan, I was quite, I was quite angered, like f- because the whole performance just showed every single problem United that no coaching, no vibes, no good recruitment. Because first of all, the whole game was about, and you know one thing, there's so much English bias because no one ever spoke of Harry Maguire. Only yeah, Patrice not, ever. Not no, only Patrice ever said yeah. that. The was if before you signed him, he had a good season at Leicester, and mm-hmm. then when he was linked with him, Man City was also linked with him. Mm-hmm. So from outside, it's, it's like, oh, this is a great player. Then when he came in, people forget that last season was bad, but he improved your defensive record. Yeah. So on paper, if 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 you have not watched any games, and I gave you and I told you oh, this is a player, he came in and improved your defensive record. City wanted him. You're like, oh, this is a good defender. Oh, so as I watch my United games. The, the, thing, the thing about Maguire is th- this is the best Maguire can do. The, the difference between defending in Leicester City and defending in Man U is when you're defending Leicester City, you're, you, are, you know your midfielders are there for you. You know, mm-hmm. Leicester, they don't, Leicester, they don't play expansive football that much. Yeah. Most times they pack the balls against big teams and they all see them on the counter. But when you're not playing, when you're not coming to a team like United where everyone is going forward to score goals, you know, against small teams, and it leaves defenders exposed. Then that's when you start seeing that Maguire is really, isn't really that good. So I won't say he's, he's terrible. It's not terrible. But this is the best he is. Like, this is what he is. This is what you guys bought. He's he a 40 million. At most, he's a 40 million defender. Maybe he's a 40, <laughs> Joel Matip is better than him. Like, there are many defenders that can better, better than him. But it's all about coming back to United system. If, you know what? I'm going to even start from Spurs' perspective. That was amazing. That was, that was, that was, that was, as Mourinho called them, I want you to be, what did he say again? 
cunt. <laughs> I want it to be cunt. What's the word? Bastards in the sense of football. What's the name? But I wanted to be. I wanted to be. No more nice guys. That was you. Know, he made them. He made them. He said, "I want you to be cunt," and I was like, "Yes, you guys are cunt today. Like, you guys are really moving like cunt." And for the first time, I can finally say that. Yes, I see a Mourinho team. Ndombele is back in that team. I, Mourinho has finally realized how good Ndombele is. They put their egos aside, which is quite good for Spurs in the long run because they now have a creative, out, creative player in the point. They've now found that Hurricane cannot be doing too much running. So they don't say Hurricane, come and be doing like when Rooney and be playing that. What's the word? Is it Trekatista role? Where he just drops, yeah, where yeah. he just drops back and he has runners. He has big wine. He has son. And Harry no, and Gareth Bill is coming into this too. So this 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 they're, they're, they're looking sketchy. They're, they're looking a bit good. They're looking there there's there's that I I can finally say okay, there's something going on there. There's something going on here. Like I can give Spurs all that right now, and I can't even lie to you. They've signed good. I thought oh, yeah. I thought it's I thought good. Daniel Levy was going to pocket money this year for COVID, and I raised my hand up and I said that that Daniel Levy spent money this year. And he backed, he backed, he backed Jose. They bought Carlos Vinicius as a backup striker, which is something they need. They bought Garibaldi. They go, backs. They go, they go left back, left back and right back. When, when they when even that team goes from Southampton, Hoiberg. Hoiberg. I remember when they signed him, I was like, this guy might cause a bit of trouble because now he's a good DM because he plays yeah. as a good DM for them, right? Yeah, he's the one that assisted Ori's goal yesterday. That was such a great pass. Like all of that was just fantastic. From Spurs' perspective, and I have to say, okay, Spurs now look like genuine top four contenders. In, the, in my opinion, take nothing away from Spurs. Great performance, but I think that game attests to how bad Man United are, not how great Tottenham are. Because the first goal, there's not that team in the Premier League that concedes the first goal. There's no single team in Premier League that consists the first goal except Man United. If you look at the first goal, it was a comedy of errors because, first of all, headed it to Bailly's head. And Bailly headed it out. And he headed it back to Ndombele. And when Shaw tried to clear it, he pushed him. I'm sorry, he dragged him. And when Shaw was still with the ball, then he pushed him to the ground. That's this Maguire, one person. And then he tried to slide tackle, but was already gone. The second goal, quick free kick. There's nothing they could do about that. The third goal, poor coaching. He was, chasing, he was chasing Maguire. His positioning was so bad. He was chasing Kane all around. Yeah, but the fourth goal. Is that not... Probably they told him to man-mark Kane. That's probably what Ole told him to do. How can you be telling him to man-mark Kane? Somebody that cannot move... I don't know. I don't know. There's, there's no reason why he would follow Kane all over the pitch if he hasn't been told to man-mark Kane. No, the thing is, you can blame United as much as you want, but... Ole is not a good manager for you. Yeah, but look at look at the third goal. Look at the the is it the third goal or the fourth goal? The fourth yeah. goal where you know where Shaw comes Shaw, down. Shaw moved inside. So Maguire went to cover for him. Uh-huh. And when Maguire went to cover for him, instead of him to track the cross, he went out to cover for Hurricane with two sports players in the box. Looks and when Son went to the near post yeah. and scored, he was yeah, shocked. I know. What do you expect? I, I know all of that. For me, uh, even the third goal when um, was this guy? Was this guy playing out from the Eric Bailly was trying to play out from the back. He passed to Matic, and you know what? It was directly after a red card. That's the thing. Now I'm going to go on my rant because now nah, this is my therapy <laughs> session. Because my own situation, in all of this was that 
first of all, that said goal, you just had a red card. There was no leader. Your f- Harry Maguire, how is Harry Maguire the captain of United? Because you just came in, 80 million, you have a big head, you're English. <laughs> That's his own credentials. That's who all that I say. Right now, who else could have been? Because Bruno wasn't there. Who else could have, could have given that armband to? Bro, David as far as I'm concerned, they can give it to David De Gea. You don't come in as a co- you don't come in one season and they give you a captaincy immediately. Or Rashford, anybody. Bro, anybody. Maguire. If anybody, anybody but Maguire. Maguire had a Maguire had a bad game. What they needed at that point was that they needed the leader to say Maguire. After those two chances, game. Like get your head in the game. Let's get let's let, like forget about the two chances. Let's get ahead in the game. Yeah, so that was the problem. Sorry, who signed him? That was all, like one of his qualities. He's a leader. He can come in and perform and like shout on and off the pitch. He has the respect of the lads. No, even just, beyond that, he has a big head, bro. <laughs> he has know, it, 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 there's a difference playing for Leicester and playing for United. Exactly. No, like yeah, yeah. Leicester, if, if you make a mistake in Leicester, you say okay, it's okay. Uh, like it's not really a big deal, but when you come to United, where there's like so much pressure, you know, like that's why there's some players that they are good for small teams. They are really good for small teams. Yeah. Why there's some players that that they choke. Then when they go to big teams, they choke. Let's look at. I don't. I don't want to divert, but let's look at someone like Loftus Cheek. Now he was a baller in Crystal Palace. He, he came back to Chelsea. He, he didn't do anything. No, he did they, well. They, they, he did well, but he had. A, I, I always give Loftus Cheek a little because of his injury and all of that. But now he's. Yeah, I never saw anything special in him. I'm not. I'm not really seeing anything special. He, lo- he looks like a good player. He just looks like a good, like a decent player. He won't yeah. really. He, he can't really start for Chelsea because there are better players ahead of him. Even exactly. In his best form. And now he just ended up in Fulham, which is going to make his career worse because, like, you're going to a relegation where you need to be raising your career. <laughs> I think I think Lopsichik is just dark skin Ross Barkley. There's no difference between Ross Barkley is better than yeah. him. No, no, no Lopsichik. No, they're, they're the same player. Ross, Ross yeah. Barkley had a good run in the Premier League. That that one you can say yeah. Ross Barkley yeah. had like good yes, at least two three seasons. As of right team. now, as of right now, I just see them as the same player. No, same Ross player. is gonna do something in Villa. Ross is gonna do. No, something. Ross is gonna do well in Villa. He's yeah, gonna do from well that Liverpool game. game, I I, I oh. could see this guy's gonna be. A but yeah, back to United. So now my own rant is this: United are run poorly because of Mister Ed Woodward, and I'm sorry to say, but Ed Woodward, Ed Woodward, six hundred years as a coach, only has only has blood. No, but this is the thing: who who hired who hired Oli? It's not Ed Woodward. The whole point of what I'm trying to say is that. United have made bad choices. We are now suffering the consequences. You can sign many top players, but if you're not in the right coaching point, like as far as I'm concerned now, United have signed Cavani, Teles, and all of that. Everyone will say, oh, Oli wasn't really bad. Obviously, he wasn't really bad. We should have brought in the right winger because Daniel James, as far as I'm concerned, should have headed to Leeds. Leeds <coughs> wanted him. I would have loved him to go. And United would have... No, you know, want they, Leeds wanted him out for 25 we million. We don't want him. We don't want him. Leeds wanted him for twenty-five million pounds, which is quite good. You should have sold him for a profit of ten million, but you didn't want to sell him. You could have used that money to buy the Sancho deal that you say you wanted a long time ago. But it's poor recruitment from United that has cost us to where we are right now. It's bad management because it all comes stems from the board. You waited for Sancho to be bad. You waited for Sancho all the way to the deadline, thinking Dortmund will say one twenty. Oh, we're not okay. Yes, hundred million. Okay, we'll accept. They said one twenty million, but you tried and tried. Now you were doing last minute to Usman Dembele. You were trying to. It's just covering everything. And you know what? This season is gonna be bad. I'm saying it now. After that six one drop in, I have no hope. As you should. I have no hope because first of all, 
there's no point in me saying that we have quality in that team. No matter what happens, like there's still enough quality to get us somewhere. Well, see, that's to, to not be losing. No, that's what. No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna beat up. There's enough quality to get us to where we are. There's enough quality to, to to just harness the players. And you know, when we talk about um, when we talk about coaching and all of that, a coach also knows his players' weaknesses, so he uses different things to cover up those weaknesses. You harness those weaknesses and you make it and you mold it into a situation. Ah. One player ah. has this weakness, I use another player to help cover that weakness and all of that. Like Arsenal going to a back three. Exactly. Simple. That's 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 just a simple thing. We are bad defensively, so let's go to a back three. More men at the back to stop to, to be more defensive resolute, which is the pro, which is the issue. But no, Oli says four two three one. Bruno has never been a number ten. Bruno has always been a number eight. No one knows that. Van der Beek. Van der Beek is. What does that do for Pogba? What does that do for Pogba? I'm not even going to go to Pogba because Pogba is annoying me at this point now because I'm a big Pogba fan. Everybody knows that. PP six till I die. But at this point now. That guy, he needs help. I don't know what is wrong with him. I don't know whether he's he fat. Needs to, I he needs to be unlocked. I don't know. How many times do you need to be unlocked, bro? Like, like yes, show something. Like, you said, no, you excuse said, me. You said Bruno is a number eight. Yeah. And Pogba is a number eight. That's so why. Are we blaming this on poor recruitment? Are we blaming yes. this on the board? Are two we things can be. Ole? Two things can be right. In fact, at this point, three things can be right. United have poor recruitment, which has led us to this point because United this season should have gone for a DM. Matches is on his last legs. Nothing changes until Matches is gone. Um, Tommy, no. Good forbid. <laughs> <laughs> then we talk about what's this, guy, what's this guy's name. Oli is not a good coach. You don't come all the way from mode in whether he's deep inside Norway to become Manchester United um, coach. You were just meant to be a stopgap coach to the system, but you won against PSG and you did a Modi college and you scored on 99 in 99 European final. That's why you're United coach. Edward is a fallacy. He needs help in his life. He's just an investment banker because all he could solve, all this could happen if you just hire a good director of football. Michael Edwards, if you give Michael Edwards the amount of money United have, you think Liverpool will, Liverpool will be unstoppable for the next couple of years. But despite the amount of money they have, they're still able to harness what they have. A good sporting director is what United needs because a good sporting director will say, Oli cannot be the manager. A good sporting director will say, I'm not going to get you out, like... We're not hiring this manager. A good sporting director would never have hired Jose Mourinho because you know your you know this is how you want to play, and that come, all comes back to Ed Woodward and the board. So um, none of what yeah, when, when you're done, I just want to say something. When you're done. Yeah. So all of this just comes down to Ed Woodward and all of those kind of things. And now they're signing Cavani and Teles, and they will say, "Oh, we tried to sign." Trust me, tomorrow morning. Watch and see what United United released a press statement saying we tried to sign for COVID days and all of that, and we're going to be back for Sancho. I don't know why they. Were. I think they still want to come back to buy and Sancho, buy Sancho next year. But I'm sorry, that door is closed. If United signs Sancho, the only time they can sign Sancho again is in January. If they can try, if because by by what do you call it by next year, four more clubs are coming to this thing, and Sancho has better deal, so he's finished. Sancho to United is done for life unless they sign in January. So all of this is just useless. Like, you sign an incompetent goal, and everyone will tell me, three things can be right. Oli is not a good coach. It's time for people to call him out. Gary Neville, everyone needs to start looking at your friend. Look at your friend and be like, bros, you feel handle this thing. You don't know how to coach. Your players, your players, your players, um, what do you call it? weaknesses are showing a lot. Players are not really, are not doing, but are not doing well. You don't have a leader in the dressing room. Harry Maguire is not a leader and he's still an ex-convict struggling, struggling with something. You have a bad board. 
So all of this is just United is in shambles and United are not coming top for this season. If they come top four, it's because somebody is sacked. And I'm saying it now that at this point, Oli might get sacked. And if, and there is still, like Oli for me still has little to no excuse. The only excuse is that, yeah, you didn't, didn't back with a right winger. But as far as I'm concerned, you have a good enough squad to compete. My own opinion. problem with Man United is when Ole gets sacked, probably throw Poch in there and you start another rebuild all over again. I don't so think there's a rebuild. There's, so no there's Moyes, Moyes, Van Hal, Moyes, Van Hal, Mourinho, and Ole. Bro, that's there's no four, rebuild. Wait, now that's yeah. for rebuild. Okay, let's say there's no rebuild. Let's say your squad as it is right now. It's going to be very, very good. Mm-hmm. But like, I, I think Pogba is going to be Man United at this point. Yeah, he should. I'm not against him leaving yeah. at this point. If it's so Pogba, he can bring in two more midfielders, a DM and another number. First eight. of all, the first thing United has to do to move forward and is sack Oli and get Poch in. That's yes. the first thing you need to do. That nobody's arguing that Oligon Social is not good enough. We said this last year when you were sorry last season when you were you making miraculous miraculous run to top three. That only this, only that. He's just letting the players play with confidence now. But when it comes to the time that they need to be coached, only will be found out. Like I, I was telling my friend today, like the first training session with Ateta at Arsenal, you could see like he, he was telling the Arsenal players, okay, we want to play out of the park. Under Emery, you're playing out of the park was 40. The first thing he did was to train the players on how to receive the ball when they're playing out from the park so the that they can open the oncoming. Player. player that is pressing them is coming so they know what to do with the ball better there are so many like faults or I don't know the word to use but I'll use faults in so many United players that all they need is a coach to spot it and tell them you're not doing this the right way you should do this mm-hmm. like the squad like you keep saying the squad is not bad enough it's not it's not bad it's good enough but at the same time, these players need coaching to improve. Coaching is what improves players. Mm-hmm. So if you have a player like Maguire who seems to be quality at Leicester and he's not good enough in Man United, why are you not looking at the coach? Why do you, why do you keep blaming the players, the players, the players, the players? I think some of the players are not good enough and yeah. they should take credit for what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, look at the fifth goal, Serge Aurier. But Pogba was asked to play left wing and he was strolling when... Aurier was running in behind. That one it's, thinks it's, it's basic football. You, you track your marker. It's, it's, not, it's not something that a coach should tell you. So, yeah. like, you should know to track your marker. So, the but players, players like Luke Shaw. Players like Luke Shaw. He's, exactly. He's bad. Exactly. He's Luke, Luke, bad Shaw, Luke Shaw is a left back and he's playing where the DM is meant to be. Exactly. Someone yeah. said, someone said, Luke Shaw is always talking in. Why are you talking in? Stay on the wing. And this is what Mourinho said. Mourinho said, Mourinho said this. And I can't even lie to you. My mind is now calm that, you know what? I apologize to Jose Mourinho for his time at United. You had your own faults, but United didn't help you at all. And I will, and I will, fully, I will fully come out like that. But I think you, you needed to leave like, because you were not really right for the club. You shouldn't have been hired. But my own point is that Mourinho said it's that they have to hold Luke Shaw's hand. Like he always says that he has to coach Luke Shaw every single time. And I'm beginning to see it. I called it one time. I was like, Carantini was one of the best left backs in the league. And everyone was like, Luke Shaw is better. I said, Luke Shaw is not even better than... Exactly. Luke Shaw is not even in the top 10 Premier League. That guy is poor. And now I'm glad we signed the left back so that he will know that, man, I'm sitting on the bench. He doesn't, I don't think he wants to play for England because he's so comfortable, he's so fat, and he's just playing nonsense there. 
bro, nobody should come for me. I'm going to say what I'm going to say. Like, Luke Shaw needs help. Like, he needs to know that his career is on the drops and he needs to get it in his head that, bro, like, where am I going to? Like, he doesn't have any idea. He, he, his IQ is low. Another thing about my United is that you guys are suffering from the decisions you made for your previous managers right now. Yeah. It's the same thing Arsenal was going through when we had a squad in Mkhitaryan, El Nemi, you know, when these players weren't good enough. What I was, my, one of my friends was, he's a United fan, he was ranting to me seriously today. He told me that the previous managers, that when they will submit a list of players that they want, I don't know whether it's purposely, but Woodward would ignore the first two. Mm-hmm. And overpay for the third choice option. Yeah. Like that, Fred that was done Mourinho's first choice. But they paid 55 million for him. And he has not done anything since he came to the Premier League. Mm-hmm. So the, the squad is full of some players that some your managers don't want to work with. And when they give you when your manager now gives the list, so United looks like a mess as it is right now. They look like Arsenal in 20, 2015. Just they have a good squad. And that's the good thing, that they yeah. can get a good manager in and he can steady the ship. And from there, if he gets back, he's upwards. But for now, you look like a mess. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's just a good coach can come in and do something well. For me, I still think we're just four signings away from generally challenging for a title. You get a DM, you get another centre-back, you get a striker, and you get, what's the last yeah. one? A right winger. Oh, yeah. right winger we sort out left back now so it's just four signings for me then we just then if you sell Boba you get another two, you get another one or two midfielders for squad depth so for- it's, it's that thing, even if you make all the sign as long as Ole is still there like what Faye was saying earlier Ole relies on okay this player is confident he can do it he can have a moment of brilliance and win the game you want to have a system in place like, okay, only this is telling his boys, okay, this is how I want you to play, this is how I want to move the ball. Not the one where it's okay, yeah, you're just happy when you go out there, we'll be showing them clear from the past or something. Like, as long as you don't have a tactician up there, you can say, okay, we're four signings away. Yes, you're four signings away, but if the coach doesn't know how to integrate those four signings into the current team, it's not going to work. And personally, I feel that if you want to get back on track, it only has to go. Which is he has to go. I just think, I just think like, like Poch is in the wings. Like Poch is just right there. Like he's waiting. And at this point now, like I'm sorry, the board is also culpable because they also hung hung him out to dry. Like for not signing a right wing up, and they now try to get Usman Dembele on loan because I think they still want to get Sancho in the in the time and everything. But it's not gonna work. Like only at this point because the run of games we have for October is bad. So that guy might not see the end of this year. As a United coach, for me, to be honest, I don't really see United sucking Ole this season I, I, I don't because see he, they they already have the excuse that they didn't back him. That that was already an excuse, you know. So um, Ole, let, let's not let's not lie. Ole deserved that contract, the United manager contract. He deserved oh. it after after the, that run of good games he had when he first came. But a competent, a competent board will know that, bro, you're not good enough. Like, you, what are your credentials? But that, see, if you're looking at credentials, then we won't have managers like Zidane. We won't have managers like Pep Guardiola. We won't, we won't look at, we won't have those managers. And compared to what no, all of you are saying the same thing. Only has been managing for ten years, you know. I know. Look, see, for the, no, I no, know. no. Pause. Only has been managing for ten years, and we are talking about the likes of Guardiola, Lampard, who have managed for two, three years. Those ones, I can still say that okay, they may give it a try. 
but Oli has not shown anything for 10 years. If you're Oli. telling me, no, Oli. look at time. Oli has not done anything for more than 10 years. If you're talking about someone who has, done, who has just started his job, like Lampard, I can give him a little bit of time that, okay, let's see how you grow in the job. Let's see if you're another kind of Guardiola. Who Guardiola also did the same thing like that. Zidane also did the same thing like that. But you've been managing for 10 years. 10 years is not... And the thing is that all these other managers, like Zidane, Guardiola, they worked with people before they came coaches. Actually, the thing is, when Ole came in, Barcelona was a mess. He broke us. Mourinho had apparently like things were toxic there. Yeah. He brought like peace into his dressing room, and then he had a good run of games. There was a whole PSG comeback. So then the board looks at that and is like, okay, maybe this is the man for the job, and they give him the contract and everything. And the amount of money that because you spent money last year, I don't know how much I, I how much you know how much you spent like this transfer. Of, um, this transfer window less than hundred. We spent. Because like thirty five plus thirty five plus um twenty, fifty five. Because people people were complaining before that oh Oli was on um other managers they will be halfway through their project and they get sacked. Mm-hmm. That's what happened with Moyes, Van Gaal, or Mourinho that they were halfway through they got sacked. So it's not the case of for my you I I don't see them doing the same thing again. Because if they were serious, if they sacked Oli and have project, it would be stupid because they could have done this a year ago. Because I think it was last November also you had the poor um of games then he turned it around so i feel now they're just going to stick with him and hope okay i hope he could he comes clean maybe so if they come out no I bro there's honestly there's PSG, leipzig and all of that go i honestly think the difference between united sacking van Hal and hiring Mourinho is you're leaving one style of football for a completely different exactly. style of football exactly but between ole and poch you're leaving one who wants to play one style of football but does not know how to implement it right. to somebody who is a master at implementing that particular style of football. He's been to the Champions League final with it. And he's a way better coach than Oli. can attract players more than Oli. So but I think he's this, just... This, look, this has been there since. Poch has been available for almost a year. Yeah, but you got the United, United board. United board is terrible. That, that, that's terrible. what I'm saying. That board has been terrible. And because they've done it in the past, I don't think... They are going to not be like, oh, you know what? This is the time. What's that? Please, please. Those guys are incompetent. Once they're if they are competent, they will sack Oli. They will sack Oli. If they are competent, they will sack Oli. Or Oli will walk away. The board is not competent. Bro, they will sack Oli. Bro, you cannot tell. They, they're already saying six, a 6 1 win, and there are going to be more wins like that. You're losing game. The place is toxic. Bro, he's going to be out soon, bro. But the thing about it is, one signing can save Oli's reputation in my United as well. It's the same thing that happened with Bruno last January. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. I think Ole rely, like you said, Ole relies on players on confidence. Like if if yeah. he, if he brings a good player that's playing well into the team, boom, you see a massive change. So hopefully now the, you guys have brought in Cavani. Although Cavani hasn't played ball in almost six months now, but Tellers, you know, Tellers is on form. I believe he's on form. Yeah. So if if he can come in, ginger it's better than Luke Shaw, bro. Like Telles is Telles is, is is a very very good signing because he offers every single thing Luke Shaw doesn't. Absolutely. So, so like if after this signing, United go on maybe on a five to six game winning run. Ole in Ole is not going anywhere. <laughs> the, the only the only way United Ole is going to leave United is if you guys are bad, like bad bad, like. 10 games, no wins, bad. Like it's bar. not 10 games, no win. Look at the next few. Look at the next fixtures in October. The thing with the United team is those players like Ole. And whenever his job is on the line, 
they will because Jeremy Tez have been like, oh, yeah, he's a city next for sure. He's going to get beaten and then he's getting sad. Players turn because he has their trust. Like, as much as he's not a good manager, he's not a good coach. He's a good, he's a man manager. Manager, relationship. He has got all the players. So when it comes to his, like, your boys to play well, like, and that, that's what he relies on. And I feel, yes, you have a tough run of games. All it takes is maybe if you beat Leipzig or like PSG. Exactly. Just beat Leipzig and the trust is back. Suddenly, oh, only masterclass, only. Like as much as anything can go bad, it can also go very well and you all get this big game. So that's what I mean. The next four games. Sorry? The next four games are something else. It's PSG, Leipzig, Arsenal. I know there's one between And Chelsea. Chelsea that only has now. I can see United beating Chelsea, um, to be honest. Like, like, in, I, I don't see United losing all those four games. Like, that's the thing. You I, see, you I, I think even if, even if he draws one and loses the three, that will still bring confidence to the board. The board will still trust him more. No, like, it's the truth. Now, last season, we saw it last season now. No, he like, didn't. If, no, 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 no. What made him stay was the fact that he beat Man City and Tottenham in a space of three days. That one gave exactly. them... That, that is, that's the same thing. It's the same it, thing. It, was, was it possible? Was it possible then? Don't you remember that you lost You lost one of these teams and then people were like, oh, it's getting sacked. And the BCT and Tottenham in three days. That's what he just needs one win. One significant no, win. Yes, everybody forgets yes, about it. Thing. I feel like we don't understand. My own point is that Oli used to run on vibes. His vibes are finished. Nah, I don't think so. He's going to be vibes here for a long time. You know, I, I understand what Funto is. His vibes has finished because they will catch you. They would look this bad on that one. His is, vibes has finished. This is terrible. So once once your vibes are finished, that you're just like, okay, I know everyone knows that. Lock block lock back up lock up. United will not be able to. United pass. should have zero points at this point. Like they should have. Highest one point because Brighton should have won. Brighton had five points. Brighton had five. He debuffed five times. Crystal Palace won them. Who mm. else did they play? Um, Tottenham. Tottenham. Tottenham thrashed them. That's what I'm saying. And Tottenham had have premium zero points. You know that's the point. Tottenham had good strikers. Tottenham had people who could score goals. They were they were clinical. If Brighton was clinical, and Pepe facing that United um, defense as it is right now. Or even at best, Salah, Mane, and Firmino. Well, for me, I feel it's, it's too early to judge. Yeah, it's, uh, it's just three it's, games. It's just yeah, three it's games. The same score. But we've seen no, it from time. We've seen the crap. We've seen the signs. It's a no, case but United passes. had the third best defense last year, last season. You guys had the third best defense last season. It's vibe, like so, it's vibes. Vibes. I don't know how he does it. But what, 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 like what makes you think the vibes can't come back this season? What? The vibes may like come back this season. Everybody will catch you. And also, you guys didn't have um, preseason. That's on that thing. Mm-hmm. So I feel for me, give Ole to like let's say November, December, December. And let's see how, what it does in by December. And if if they are still maybe below top ten or maybe like because I know if, if they're in top ten, the United board will still allow him. Well, if they're like below <laughs> below top ten, I'd be like, Boba had COVID. And he, he came back without a preseason. He says that most of those players, he ran them down. Rashford, Bruno Fernandes, Martial, during Project Restart, they play, he played like uh, how many games, how many minutes a game were they playing? He can use that as an excuse and say, look, these boys are tired. Just give me time. I want to get them back to fitness levels and things like that. So, well, it's a valid excuse, to be honest. It's right. a valid excuse. And that's the thing. One win, if just one out of those four. And it can change. I think one reason why the board might not sack him is because they, they, I'm sure they bought them. If they don't know, then I don't know. But 
they should know themselves that they haven't adequately backed him this draft. Yeah, exactly. So that could be a reason why they've yeah. not sacked him. So, and I'm sure they'll probably tell him that, okay, we're getting Sancho for you in January. Because that's why they probably wanted to do a loan for Dembele and uh, Sa and all of that. But it's all well and good. We hope to see what happens. But yeah, I think that will conclude our show for today. Uh, Chelsea won as well too. Seems they're kicking up and Mount is having the rest finally as well too. But yeah, that will conclude our show today. Um, we're going into international international break so next week we're going to come in and just analyze the transfer window and how we went with a full panel back here so you make sure you don't miss out on that as well too so uh, thank you guys for coming on to the show thank you Bolu thank you Faye thank you Damien for taking time out of your podcast to come and record we're looking forward to your own content as well so make sure to check out the Lone Striker podcast for more content as well too and make sure to continue to subscribe to our content um, share, subscribe to our YouTube page, listen on all our podcast streaming platforms. And yeah, we keep on moving. Episode four is done. See you in episode five next week.